My name's Colin and I'm hoping to run an ultramarathon every month in 2023. And my name's Andrew, Colin's brother, and I'm going to be joining them for half a marathon during his ultra run every month. This is Idiot School Running. And this is episode 11, The Dune Run. Well, Colin, how are you feeling today? Would you believe, Andrew, I am 100% recovered. And do you know why? Why is that, Colin? Because when we did our run, it seems like a lifetime ago, and it nearly was a lifetime ago, Andrew. Well, it wasn't a lifetime ago, but it was a while ago. Not that long ago, it was just over a week. We are recording this episode on Tuesday, the 20th of June, and we did our run on Saturday, the 10th. That was a while ago, Colin. Ten days, actually. So a, a, a week and a half and two things, really. Normally we do our runs at the end of the month. And then when we do our runs on Saturday, we record on the Monday. I'm trying to think back, Colin, why we didn't record last Monday night. In fairness, we were meant to record last night. And I said, Colin, I have to do work for my full-time job. Can we push it back to tonight? Which you said that was grand. Why did we not record last Monday night? I'm... Doing my best to think. Give us one second and I'll look at my calendar. I'm looking at my calendar. Oh, I know. I know. My kids were at football camp slash soccer camp. And there was a bit of running about and a few late nights last week. So, yeah, th- this is on me. I was ready and raring to go. Yeah, I wasn't. I've, I I had tons of stuff on last week. Every night last week, I had something on, whether it was kids stuff or other stuff. And yeah, so we had to postpone it to this week. So it's now about a week, 10 days, a week and a half since our run. And the other thing we did strange was we had a run near the start of the month. Normally it's the last Saturday of the month. Why did we run, Colin, on Saturday the 10th of June? It's the only day, I believe, that you could actually make it i think that's true isn't it that's true it is because this month was a really weird month because we worked our way back from the end of the month nope can't do that one got this nope can't do that one i've got this nope can't do that one i've got this and then it fell on one which we both could do but the only issue was i was at a georgia ever concert the night before george who sorry did i say that funny george (laughs) did it did I stutter? <laughs> George Everett. <laughs> oh, no, I did stutter. A George Evra concert the night before. Evra? Is it not Ezra? Let me, Andrew. I said Ezra the first time. And then you made me say Evra. I know, Do you my know what? Goodness. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to play that back, Colin. The listeners now will know and me when I'm editing. Then you when you're listening back, if you were right or if you were wrong. <laughs> if you were right, apologies. If you weren't, ha. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. But yes, that was the only day that would suit, Andrew. It was the only day that would suit. And you know, you know what's really interesting? It's strange having it on the second Saturday of the month because you kind of feel like you've got the rest of the month off in a strange way, don't you? Yeah, I'm a wee bit, a wee bit lost. Oh, and do you know the other reason it suited? Because you could, we could actually run to a spot that your wife and kids would be there and we would have a car to get back. Well, this was the one of the other main reasons why we decided to go for Saturday the 10th. So my kids were at a church out in our kids' church, was in a place called Carfunnock, which is 20 miles away from my house and about, oh, 35 miles or so away from your house, Colin. And we thought we could run to this place and then we could get a lift back and it would be brilliant. And if you remember from the last podcast, this this was the month where I was going to attempt to run 
a marathon distance, not a marathon because there was no official official marathon to, to Karen Funnock, but a marathon distance. And we'll just get out of the way straight away. It did not happen, Colin, did it? No, and it's partly my fault as well. It's partly your fault. It's partly my fault. Now, to get a lift back, we needed to be at this location at two o'clock. At two o'clock because... So I just got a message there uh, and I was reading it <laughs> as professional as ever, Colin. Sorry. Yes, the football season finishes and you just turn to your phone. Are you even are you even engaged in this podcast at all? Colin, I'm in, I'm as engaged as I ever am through this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> bring, quite, bring, back Matt. bring back Matt. So Colin, we had to get to our location at two o'clock and you had scheduled a route that would take from your house, well, you had scheduled a route that would take me from my door to Karn Funnock, 26 miles, so it would be an extra 6.2 miles from from my house and we are going to make it happen. But you, you hinted that it was partly your fault and it was only partly your fault and why was that? Yes, it was my fault, but I did my absolute best. So as I said, concert night before, got home, Got to bed a wee bit later. I love to get to bed early and I love to get my rest and I love to get my sleep because that's when my body just recovers. When I start, when I don't get sleep, I get glitchy and I get weird and just, I just, I just feel my body doesn't perform the way it should perform. So anyway, all that being said, got to bed, 12 o'clock, woke up the next day and I knew I had to be out of our house at seven o'clock sharp. So I was up at six o'clock the next day, ready to go. Got myself sorted, got myself a good feed, made my pancakes the night before, before the concert, and then made my way over to Andrew's house, and I left 10 minutes late. Andrew, I think I was at your house maybe about 10 minutes late, or a bit later than that, was it? It was then around 10 past nine. You were hoping to be at my house for nine o'clock, so that would have been two hours of running. In fairness, only 10 minutes isn't too bad. But then I don't think I was quite ready because I was making the back lunches for my kids and was fairly ready, but I wasn't 100% ready. And then I offered you a coffee. And when I offered you a coffee, there's only going to be one answer there. I sat down. I started talking, opened up my box of pancakes. I think I had about seven pancakes. I worked away with them. It was a, it was a nice wee afternoon. I think I had, well, it was a morning call, isn't it? <laughs> that well, was the well. afternoon. It maybe felt, like the after, maybe felt like the afternoon for you, but it was still a morning in the good man household. And I think I joined you with a coffee. And then really it was, oh, it was after nine. It was after half nine by the time we hit the road then, Colin. You were hinting at me saying, Colin, I think, uh, we're ready to go. You're ready to go. And I was just going, <laughs> it was a really nice, it's part of your fault. If you hadn't made me such a nice cup of coffee, maybe... Maybe I would have left at that time. I can only apologise for being such a splendid host, Colin. <laughs> no, it was. It was great. We wanted to go early because I did want a latte along the way. And you know what? It's brilliant, Colin. We're seeing a few tweets or a few Instagram messages of people listening to Idiots, <laughs> listening to idiots Go Running and are... Ha- and- and they're having a latte along the way, and we've been tagged in one or two of those posts. And it's brilliant, yeah. isn't it? Just seeing people going out for a run and having a, a latte at the halfway point of their run. And it's game-changing. It's really game-changing. But at this point, we didn't know if we would get this latte. We're, we're cutting it tight. We'll probably give ourselves, oh, well, what's, what's that? Four and a half hours, which... Is, to do a marathon in four and a half hours is doable. It's extremely doable for you. And I think if I'm being honest, it is for me, but 
We want it to stop and we want it to take it fairly easy. We didn't want to completely wreck ourselves. And we left the house and we got running. We were only maybe, from where I live, it was maybe oh, 50 yards. And you said to me, and this is important for the rest of the day, by the way, my GPS, Andrew, has taken me right. Is that right? And I said, mm, I think it should be taking you straight, Colin. It should be taking us straight. Do you remember this? Yep. Normally, we always follow your watch because you put in the coordinates. You do the route well ahead of time. And really, I don't doubt where we're running. I just, I'm like a wee sheep. I just follow. <laughs> can I? I just follow can you. Can I jump in? You can jump in now. I think I know what you're going to say. You jump in. Normally, you do the route well ahead of time. Andrew, when did I do my route? When did you do the route, Colin? Well, I got up that morning at six o'clock and had my breakfast and decided to do my route. So well ahead of time is maybe half an hour well ahead of time. Well, nor- I think I said normally well ahead of time because I, that was a leading kind of question because I knew what was coming. And do you know what? My watch wouldn't even sync. We're, we're, 30, we're 30 seconds into our run and you say, oh, is, is this right? And I go, it's a straight. And you said it wouldn't sync and I only did the route this morning. Which yeah. I replied is, why did you not do it sooner? I had no time. Colin, we have known about this run for about a month and a half. This is the one of the very few runs where we have actually planned. And you had like, <laughs> you had a month and a half to do it. But no, yeah. you didn't have time and you did it at the morning and it wouldn't sink. So straight away, this was putting doubts in my mind of how good a route this was. It was telling us right. We were cutting it tight. So we decided to go straight because it would cut out off a corner. But, and again, this is important for the stories that will follow. Because I thought, is this really the right route or the best route? Colin, six in the morning, you try to sink your watch. Take it away. So got up and as I said, tried to sink my watch. And it just kept on giving me this error, cannot sink, cannot sink, cannot sink. And I just couldn't understand why. But finally, I did actually get it working. Normally, I would create a route and then I would move my wee pointer across the route and go country roads. But this time, I was like, let's just go with whatever it gives us. So normally, you do spend a bit of time doing the route, doing country roads. So we're not in main roads, we're in safe roads, we're maybe some interesting places. But this time, let's face it, you just won it, didn't you? You just kind (laughs) of yeah, put it in. I knew myself because I grew up in this place going, it's really weird. And that's when I asked you, it's taking me right. We shouldn't be going right. We should be going straight. The roads, I wasn't too sure about. The route wasn't the best route, but there was an odd wee country bit where I said, oh, we can take that one, that one. So I scanned my eye over it and tried to give us the most direct route, which wasn't on main roads or wasn't on dangerous roads. We got the end of our first turn off and it, and it was wrong. So that was a great start to the day. It wasn't say. a bit, and again, we were running about 30 seconds at this stage or something. It wasn't great. So we went straight, we started running. It was a great day, Colin. I think, can I say, it was a scorcher? <laughs> I apparently do every flipping run's a scorcher. Andrew. Well, I want to bring that up. If you're not from Northern Ireland, and if you're listening to our podcast, and if you're judging our Northern Irish re- weather on this podcast, you must go, Northern Ireland sounds like an absolutely fantastic place to go. The sun always shines, and that is very much not the case. But no. on most days where we've been doing our runs, it has been very, very 
very good weather and we have been going through a few weeks of amazing weather here in Northern Ireland, which is completely unheard of, but much, much appreciated and enjoyful. Enjoyable? Is that a word? It is now, folks. But what's today's weather been like, Colm? Very enjoyable. (laughs) Enjoyable. Is that the word I'm looking for? (laughs) Yeah, there's no such thing as enjoyable, Andrew. But no, so today's been very enjoyable. It's a, it's a great word, Colin. Andrew, it just replaces enjoyable. I know, but there, there's there's a bit more of, what would you say? <laughs> Idiot about it. Joyfulness to it. Of course there is. Of course there is. Andrew, I, 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 I'm speechless. Yes, today was enjoyful. No, today wasn't enjoyful at all. It was torrential rain. It was torrential rain. Today? It was, oh, yeah. Was it not for you? No, I was out playing basketball football with the boys after work. And what about during work hours? Did you not see the rain? We had thunder. We had lightning. It was coming down like there was no tomorrow. Did you not get this in Belfast? No. I I probably was too focused on my job looking at the screen. I didn't look up. I, do you know what? Funny you should say that. Someone said in the office that was a crazy crack of thunder. But I have my headphones on, Andrew. I am in the zone whenever I'm working. And speaking of thunder, did you hear Usain Bolt had twins i did you told me this and their names one is called saint ah, i can't remember this his name saint andrew what is it i don't know it's not really a very good story I forget the names of the, <laughs> hold, the on, hold on the, the whole, hold on the whole story is no, no. based around their it names is, it's an amazing story but i have to get both kids names so you see bull has twins seeing this is an idiot school running podcast and it's about running this is incredible absolutely incredible so first child saint leo and you're thinking that's a pretty cool name the name your son saint is quite quite a big statement the second one it's a statement the the second one thunder he named his son thunderbolt if that kid isn't going to be the fastest runner on earth i don't know what to say it's a great name thunderbolt i just don't understand why he called the other one lightning and thunder like imagine having kids lightning and thunderbolt do you know what now that you say it it's so obvious uh, it? It's so obvious and it's two great names because, you know, if you have twins and one of them's called St. Leo and the other one's called Thunder, you know, straight yeah. away you go, Thunder, that's a great name, St. Leo. <laughs> All right, mate. But Thunder, tell us about your name. So, yeah, there's a bit of... Now, there's you have a, a similar... Of... Type, I was about to say because now you have to have a very... I was about to say very trusting wife very loving wife very reasonable wife all of the above uh, now you have a similar story but not because you didn't get the name your kid exactly how you wanted or your idea now our surname is good man i'm not gonna name names but my wife didn't allow me to give one of my sons the coolest name so i had my first son and his name was zach zachariah love the name really cool name and then i started watching breaking bad and a character came into it and stole the show. Saul Goodman. Saul so, Goodman. What a character. Saul Goodman. Saul Goodman. We found out we were having twins. And I was like, Rachel, if these are two boys, you can name one and I can name the other. And that was, we shook on it. We said, that's, well, I don't know if we shook on it, but let's just say I was in agreement. And then two boys, happy days. And Rachel said, I'm going to name one Jacob. And I said, I'm going to name one Saul. No, you're not. I said, what? I didn't get the name my son Saul Goodman. 
See, those people make fun of him. And I said, by the time he's 20 or 30 years old, 30 years old, Saul Goodman will be a cult hero. He'll be one of these names. And the, the readout in the class is Saul Goodman in the class. How cool would that be? But the same thing would happen. Like Saul Goodman, that's an amazing name. What's your name? Jacob. Oh. It would be the same thing as Usain Bolt with uh, St. Leo and Thunder. It would be that all over. Thunderbolt, Andrew. He named his son Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. I reckon he's made a deal with his other half. Says, you name one, I name the other. And she's named St. Leo and he's went Thunder all day long. And do you know what? I think he would have the harder decision to make. Because you have the choice of lightning or thunder. What would you choose? Lightning bolt, thunderbolt. That's a tough choice. I'm not in that position, so... I really can't say. We're maybe getting off topic, Colin, here. With, with, with. <laughs> Back to the run. We did do a voice message. We did two voice messages. This is the first one, and I'll play it now. Andrew and Colin, past Andrew and Colin, over to you. It's 11.43 a.m. Colin, how are you getting on? So far, I've been on the road for for three hours, 49 minutes and uh, just over 20 miles. Uh, what a day. Went to see George Ezra last night. Got in late, but I'm currently looking at green, green grass and blue, blue skies. It's a scorcher, Colin. It's not been about the bush. It's a scorcher of a day. <laughs> it is a scorcher. He's not lying. This is, uh, it's a warm day. It's a warm day and we've, we've done all our uphills, Andrew. It's just downhill from here. It's all downhill. I have been on the road, so it's an hour 52. I've done almost ten and a half miles. So we're up against time at the minute, Colin, in terms yeah. of we need to be at our location at two. And yeah. that might just bring us under just under a marathon distance. <laughs> agonizingly close. Yeah, well, it's very close. We had a well it's a bit of a hill there, so we're gonna have to pick up the pace because I think we could be twenty minutes now behind schedule. We're hoping for a latte on the way. I don't think that's happening on this. No on this trip unfortunately but it's a great day Colin's right we've been going uphill the whole way slow and steady and uh, we thought we'd walk oh jelly update oh go for it so I had my first bite of jelly just before mile 16 and then I finished finished my whole bar off there just because I've seen a bin <laughs> a bin in the road and I thought I can, I can get rid of my rubbish and not only that Colin I had some baby food. Oh, uh, yes. And we'll maybe, we'll maybe hand it back to Andrew and Colin in the studio. Tell us where you heard about that idea from the baby food, Andrew and Colin in the studio. Uh, I would tell you, but I can't remember the man's name. So, so t- t- take it away. See you. Back to you, Andrew and Colin. Thank you, Andrew and Colin of 10 days ago. Baby food. But Colin, before we get to baby food, there's another kind of food we need to get to. Oh, the jelly update. This rule, the jelly jingle. Andrew's Jelly Update Andrew's Jelly Update This is the part where he talks about jelly in Andrew's Jelly Update So you heard in that audio message that I did take some jelly but I didn't even say, Colin, in that message what kind of jelly I was on what kind of jelly I was on It really sounds (laughs) (laughs) really sounds like I'm addicted to it which which yeah. maybe isn't a million miles away. Yeah. Colin, orange. I was on orange jelly. I believe this... Now you've had this before. Well, I was about to say, I think I've had orange jelly before. And if you're... 
marathon? I think you're right, Colin. I think I had the orange on the marathon. Or it did, didn't I? Oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I had orange. If you want to know my opinion on orange jelly, it's, it's a solid, it's a solid jelly. It's not blackcurrant. What is? When you open, I'm going to get into blackcurrant again. When you open blackcurrant, it's just the smell. The smell's the first thing and then you eat it and it's, it's absolutely amazing. But orange, orange is solid and really nice, but it's no blackcurrant. And Colin, I've got a bit of an analogy about how I view orange jelly. Do you want to hear it? Um, do I have an option? No, I was thinking about it just while we were listening to that last message, right? Imagine you're in Gotham City, right? And you're in an alley and there's four guys beating me up and I need help. And who do you want comes to rescue you? Who do you want to rescue you? Batman. Of course you want Batman. You're in Gotham City. Batman is blackcurrant call. Batman is blackcurrant jelly. You know what orange jelly is? Orange jelly's Robin. Robin comes, beats up the four guys and he saves me. And I'm happy. And I'm content. I'm saved. Robin's rescued me and I look at Robin and I say thanks. Maybe ask for a selfie. But you know what? Deep down, I know I'm saved. I'm happy. I should be content. The job's done. But I really want a Batman to save me. That's how I view orange jelly. So you view orange jelly? Orange jelly is like Robin and blackcurrant is Batman. But I believe from previous episodes that strawberry would be above orange so what would strawberry be now Colin I was just thinking about this seconds before so, so uh, what would strawberry be well it can't really be Batgirl eh? can't cat, Catwoman Catwoman the Catwoman's kind of bad depends on which Batman no, well that's a different universe Colin that's Marvel you're mixing Marvel with DC you're going to make us look silly on this podcast Colin trying to intertwine Marvel and DC but maybe Maybe you're not thinking big enough about it, so... No, it's jelly, Colin. You can never think... You can not think big enough about jelly when you're going wrong. Maybe strawberry in another universe is the main good, the, the guy that you want to save you, but you're not in DC, is it? DC, yeah. Spider-Man? No, that's Marvel. Oh, no, you, you are in DC. You were so, in DC, Colin. Because you're in DC, we are only, only black currants good enough. But see another universe that strawberry, that strawberry would be gonna be good enough, but it just falls short in DC universe. And also or orange, orange, orange also falls short. Oh, or orange also falls short. Oh, you never gonna try? There's a black cherry one under. There's a black cherry, cherry and there's also I was in the supermarket the other day, and there's a. Is there a lime jelly? And I thought, oh, I'm not looking forward to trying that. Of course, I'll try it. But I'm not looking forward to it. And it was Lime. offered by, by, by my dealer just as we started the run. We met mum and dad. They were out waving us on, saying all the best. And mum had blackcurrant jelly. And I said, mum, my dealer, thank you very much. But orange is packed and orange is what I will have. And that blackcurrant, I'll have to wait for another day. And lime jelly, I'm not looking forward to the lime con. But who knows? Who knows? I love a good lime. Lime would be classy, be fresh it'd be zesty it'll be it'll, I know I think you could be pleasantly surprised by my black cherry one that's the one I wouldn't be happy with Do you know what lime lime just screams green goblin green goblin you know that's Marvel oh Colin you've, look what you've done to me look what you've done to me oh, <laughs> penguin it screams penguin Colin I mentioned about baby food 
tell us about baby yes. food because I bought baby food because I started listening to an audiobook on your recommendation and the guy was rhyming off all these things you can eat and then he came to baby food and my eyes lit up and I thought, I'm going to buy some baby food. What's the name of the boy's book called? His name is Hal Corner and his book is called Hal Corner's Field Guide to Ultra Running and it comes on Audible plus catalog. So if you sign up the Audible and you pay for Audible, this is free on the plus catalog. Okay. Um, which is great value for money. It's one of them ones which I stumbled across, right? I started listening to it and I thought, you know who needs this? Because he goes through, I mean, everything. Shaving your legs when you're running. Does shaving your legs make you go faster? No. But if you fall, you trip, you cut yourself, it's easier to fix that wound. Um, even That's great advice, but I, I ain't shaving my legs, Colin. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, you're, looking, you're talking to a guy whose legs are shaved clean. No, I'm only joking. I wouldn't shave my legs yet, but never say never. But he does go through so much practical advice. Cutting your toenails before a race, the day before a race. Be careful, because if you cut them too short... Just don't do it. Don't, never mind, be careful. You don't do it, Colin. No, but this is the reason why. You need to know the why, Andrew. You need to know the why. If you cut them too short and it hurts, you're going to be in a lot of pain during your race. But one of the things he came across was food, and he stumbled across some people love baby food. And you know what, Andrew? I, I, did, I did use baby food. I don't know whether it was before or after this book, but it wasn't baby food. It was, I was making my son's lunch, and I was putting in pureed fruit in the wee pouches into his lunch. And I decided to throw one in my bag when I was out for a run. And Andrew, what was your thoughts on the baby food? Absolutely unbelievable. Loved Isn't every... It? Oh, it's class. Absolutely loved it. And you know, after after reading this book or listening to this book, I was uh, YouTubing some videos about tips for ultra running because as you know, Colin and our listeners will maybe know that come September, I am, we're both going to attempt an ultra marathon. <laughs> You'll probably finish it. I hopefully will too, but uh, I do need real good tips and I want to get as much info as I can. And funny enough, quite a few people are actually recommending baby food. And I can see why. It's absolutely delicious. And before we go any further, I got a text from my wife one day when I was at work going, why on earth is there baby food in our cupboard? (laughs) (laughs) She stumbled across (laughs) it. And uh, I said... It's from, a, it's from a run, obviously, or, or something like that. <laughs> Baby food is amazing. And why I like it, it's a real treat. It's like jelly. Now, we're not going to compare it to jelly and we're not going to talk about superheroes and baby food, but <laughs> it really it really is something to look forward to. I look forward to jelly. Baby food's now part of my kit bag, I suppose you want to say, when it comes to running. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I think I said to you on the day, I took the first, I took two packets of baby food or two pouches and I looked at you and what I say, Colin, I said, I can't believe I made it onto solids. Why would you want to leave the joys of pureed fruit and baby food to go onto solids? Now, when I say the baby food, it was all, what was it, apple and melon and mango. It wasn't like vegetables and all that rubbish. It was like yeah. all fruit. But you know what? That just, that sounds incredible, Andrew. And the thing about the baby food, I don't think you get sick of it. You don't get that feeling where, oh, I have to take this food. You kind of look forward to it in a weird and wonderful way. And oh, it has you, loads you of really different do. flavors. 
you know, tons of flavors. The gels, which are great, full of full of carbs. Have you ever had a gel, Andrew? I've had many gels, and I've yet to. Th- uh, I haven't had any this year, but in previous doing marathon legs and years gone by, and I think that half marathon I did years ago with you, I tried gels, and you take them, but you don't enjoy them. You take I them because it's an end to a mean. None of them taste good at all. I means to an end. <laughs> but, 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 but you're far. This is this is very enjoyable. This conversation. I don't think. And feel free, anyone who's out there, prove me wrong. Send us a voice message. Send us a message on our Instagram page. Is there anyone who enjoys runners gels? Because I certainly don't. People take. Uh, them don't be waiting for those messages, calling. You'll not be getting them. No, none. I I promise you, I will get none. There's nobody out there who goes. Oh, I look forward to my gel. I dread my gel, Andrew, and I. That's why I think I kind of look to alternatives. That's why I pack my pancakes, um, consider baby food, and uh, I came across an amazing treat in this run as well, which was just incredible. But we'll get we'll get to there. We'll maybe get to there now because we're doing well. But as you heard on the voice message, it was all uphill. That first 10 and a half miles, Colin, it was nearly all uphill. So it slowed us down, maybe a little bit. With starting a bit later, with going all uphill, we got to a point where we realised we're not going to make 26.2 miles because, we'd, again, we had to be at the place at 2 o'clock because we had to get a lift back home and our lifts couldn't yeah. wait too too much longer past two maybe a wee bit of wiggle room there but we had to get there at two o'clock and it was just coming to the point where we thought we're 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 just gonna fall short and at that stage i said call there's a there's a greg's uh there's a greg's up here in this garage do you want a wee latte along the way and what did you say i said of course i said look we're, we weren't falling like an hour behind schedule or even, I don't, I think we're, we might've been only 15 minutes um, behind schedule. But as anyone knows, especially with you, with you doing your first full marathon, them last 15 minutes will, will not be the fastest 15 minutes that you'll do. So it will not, we won't be able to trim time off. Is this making sense? We won't be able to trim time off yeah. and go faster to make them 15 minutes back because I had already had what about at this stage, Andrew? I think it was about 20 plus miles in my legs. Yeah. And and even, you know, at this stage, even when you picked me up and or even by the time we left at half nine, I thought marathon distance could be, might not happen. And I was okay with that. That was the goal before the day. But you know, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking. Oh, we need to do it. We need to do it. I was. I was very relaxed. Maybe. Maybe it was very relaxed because I knew we'd have to run a, a marathon <laughs> distance. But uh, that will come. That will come. And next month, Colin. Next month, I hope to run a marathon distance. But I wasn't precious about doing it. If it happened, brilliant. That was the goal. But I really wanted a latte along the way and a pan of chocolate. So we called into this shop called Greg's, and unfortunately, they were all out of pan of chocolates. Was a wee bit disappointed about. But I got a coffee, and what did you stumble across? I was listening to Hal and his book. Another thing he talks about is drink. Is when you're drinking on the run, you drink water and you drink isotonic drink. You know to get your electrolytes and one to hydrate you. You don't. You wouldn't really just drink the one. I suppose you can, but it doesn't really seem like a great idea. So I thought I'll go in, and I was running low on water as well, Andrew, because I only packed one. I tried a new technique for this run. 
um, where I didn't take my camel back with me because previous runs I found it getting really warm, a funny taste, and it stopped me drinking it, and I was just carrying extra weight for no reason. So that's what I learned in this run, Andrew. And that was one of Hal's tips, wasn't it? To Another not one take. of Hal's tips. Uh, and it's one since I have also followed. So this is the last run I did where I had my water full with the, the camelback thing. And yeah. all the runs since, although not the same distance, I've just taken uh, one of those reusable kind of water bottle type things for, for runners, which is lightweight. So I will now stack myself with bottles either side. A wee bit more harder and it jiggles about when you run, but it's far better than the Camelback, which I find a funny flavor too, which I've mentioned to you before in the podcasts. And I I must lose a lot of heat through my back and I find my back just roasting, which makes the water warm as well. It is also handy when you come across a shop, you come across a garage like we do, you know, filling those Camelback things, they're... They're a bit frustrating because you have to get them out and you have to, it's a bit of a faff, whereas a bottle, you just unscrew the lid, pour it in with the water that you bought and away you go again. It's actually it's actually quite quite quick and handy. And that was one of his tips, especially if you, and we're not really going for time, certainly not on the ultra marathon, but at the aid stations, you know, that's a quick way to get in and out and move on. I was looking for my isotonic drink. Long story, that was a wee roundabout way, but actually a really, really good tip for anybody who wants to run and before you spend the money on a camelback, try the bottles in the side. I personally prefer them. Anyway, I stumbled across, it was in the chilled section, this wee bottle. It was a, wee, a double espresso coffee drink with Nice coffee. It. it was like, like an iced coffee, yeah, but it was a plant-based one. I went outside and it, it was in a wee small container. It was a wee tiny one. Flip Andrew, I could have drank a whole... 500 milliliter bottle of that stuff it was delicious and had the caffeine in it to give me a wee bit of a boost it, it was lovely and we actually went outside and sat down on a curb and just you had your pastry or whatever you got and i just sat there and drank the drinks at this stage we knew we weren't going to make it on time and i think that eased the pressure and we just enjoyed just sitting there we just took it easy it was maybe maybe 15 minutes gone we just took it easy i had a latte i had a pastry and you had that and then we decided to hit the road again yeah and then we just start off and it really refreshes you it really the life comes back into your legs it takes me a wee minute maybe a mile to get my legs back working again but it just brings that life back into your legs. And I think this is, Andrew, I, I think we were chatting about this as well. This is a technique that we're going to use for the North Coast Ultra. Is that we'll maybe do one break in the middle, maybe two or threes, maybe too many, but definitely one break in the middle to get ourselves back up to speed and then we'll be off again. Definitely one break. If we're doing, if we're going to do decent time, definitely one break, maybe two and even 10 minutes calm. 10 minutes yeah. just to sit down, relax. Again, we're doing this ultra marathon. We're doing it. We're attempting to do it to complete it. We're not going for podium finishes or times around like this. We're just trying to complete it and enjoy it along the way because that's, that's just as important. So we yeah. hit the road knowing that we weren't going to hit this time, but or we weren't going to hit the marathon distance, but we still had 2 p.m. to aim for, and that was well in our sights. And we went off running. We're maybe six miles away at this stage from Carnphonic, where we had to get to. 
And we're maybe about two and a half miles out, Colin, where your watch said to go one way. And I thought, and then Google mapped where we should go. And my Google map suggested another way. And for 30 seconds, we were at a crossroads. Should we go right? And right would take you to our end location. And left would also take you there. But my way was taking us quicker. And again, time was starting. <laughs> we need to be there for two, Colin, because that's our, we're waiting yeah. for lifts. But you want to go right. Why did you want to go right? Right started off where it took us away from the finish line. It did, yeah. And then brought us down round. And the rest of the way was just beautiful, beautiful coast. Coast the whole way. And, and we love a coastal run. Love a coastal run. Love a coastal run, hence the North Coast ma- Marathon. Um, but yeah, we're all coast. You know what? What's that? We're to, it's all coast. The North Coast Ultra oh, Marathon it's, run. It's back to back coast. It is. It's back to back coast. Andrew, you're on fire tonight. And um, I, I wanted to do that, Colin, but I was concerned. I said, Colin, I know your watch is saying go this way, but you did this at six in the morning. It hasn't exactly been a hundred percent. And you trusted me and you went left. Well. Even though, I, now we were still going to do a coastal run, but it was probably only half the amount of coast that your route would have taken us. Isn't that correct? Okay. So Andre, I've got my map up, right? The point where we turned, it brings us down round and it's more than half. I think by looking at it, it's a we, we ran a quarter of the potential coast that we could have ran. Only a quarter? Oh, if you told me yep. that at the time. Well, but again, I kept saying, Google Maps, Colin, Google Maps. We need to be there for two. We need to be there for two. You took us through the most beautiful, picturesque industrial estate. Well, um, the only thing about my way was it was quicker, but it was through an industrial estate. But you, in fairness to you, you decided to go my way. We were running through an industrial estate. And then you said, let me see that Google map. And we went through a housing estate or we'll come to a housing development. And you said, Andrew, if we go down here, there's lots and lots of trees at the end of this housing estate. Yep. Surely there's a path through it onto the coastal there, road. There and I thought, I thought I wasn't, I wasn't sure, but I thought it does make sense. There has to be a path through trees to get to the coast. There has to be, because yeah. there, there's a lot, a lot of trees. It was quite wide. And I thought, well, you trusted me to go left. I'm going to trust you. And that's what I did. Yeah, and I even pointed out the name of this place. This place, <laughs> we'd hear this complete idiotic logic. This place was called the Sea Cliff Road. And I said to Andrew, Andrew. You did. You said this at the time. You did. I said, Andrew, it's a Sea Cliff Road. It'll take you to the coast. Of course, it's not going to take you to the coast. It's going to take you to a cliff. Not a chance this is going to take you to... It doesn't say the, the Sea Cliff Coastal Walkway Road. No, it was the Sea Cliff Road. It sold me. We ran down. <laughs> we got to the bottom of the housing estate. And you said, look, Andrew, look, a sign. A sign. And it wasn't a sign like, you know, it was a literal sign saying... <laughs> what does it say? It said something about... It was like a woodland trust walk type thing. Yeah, some some kind of country walk type sign. Wood- and we went we went down into the forest 
And I say a forced, it was a bit of a forced and we were joking because you you were uh, you were taking some video footage and it was like a trail run and it was quite steep and we nearly fell several times and yeah. then one way was a dead end and then we ran yep. another way and it was a dead end and then and we then ran we back. This wee, this wee overgrown path. Overgrown path and we thought, yeah, d- down there. And, down there. and we went through the overgrown path Yeah, and we, we came and to then, a fence, a fence was that was... Fallen? Yeah, we, like, we'll call it. Yeah, it was fallen. It was down, beaten. We went through it, and we we came up up out of the forest, and we seen the blue just, blue sky and the green green grass. <laughs> or no, we seen the blue blue sky and the the blue 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 ocean. We were yeah. we were very it we were at the just, top of this hill, and we could see the coastal path, and we and were you know we were ecstatic, Colin. We took a few oh, selfies. I, I, remember? Oh, I I turned to you and I said, Andrew. This was an amazing idea. This was a class journey. This was great. We even got to do a wee bit of trail running, a wee bit of testing out, you know, what our North Coast run could feel like. And it was a lovely, it was a wee clearing. We just, we, we broke out into this clearing and it was the horizon. You could see blue sky, blue water into the horizon. You could see the road running down in distance. Like, we really weren't far. It was a bit of a downhill and at that point, I said, Colin, let's do an audio message. And I'm going to play that audio message now. Here we go. The time is 21 minutes to two. We've got 21 minutes to get to where we need to go. We must have about, what, two miles left, Colin? Two and a half miles? I think about two miles left, Andrew, yes. Uh, we decided to accidentally go, tra- <laughs> go trail run, which we're still on. We've made it out. It looks as if this will bring us down to the coast, which will bring us back. We might get there for two. This really is an adventure now. Well, it always was. How are you feeling, Colin? Great. There's a... There's a chair. We've just came across a chair in the middle of nowhere. And a strimmer. A chair, a strimmer, and yeah. There is a chance this could be someone's garden, Colin. Very chance this is someone's garden. This is a very good chance of someone's garden now. Right, we're going to stop the... We're going to stop this now. This just looks weird. Right, Colin, I'm stopping this. Colin, you heard our tone change there. There was no blah, 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 Andrew and Colin, back to the studio. It was very much, we were so excited. And then the tone changed because we realised we might be in someone's garden. <laughs> and it was very quickly then I turned off the voice message. Colin, where were we? Yeah, so it was funny. I've got a video of this, which you'll be able to see on our Instagram of us finishing this route and Andrew is like <laughs> looks like he's peering through into someone's back garden and we started me and Andrew both started to get the alarm bell started ringing when Andrew went past the lawnmower he was like why is there a lawn lawnmower a lawnmower a strimmer and a chair in the middle of nowhere and, you and know for, in, in, in good condition but it was sitting nicely under a tree yeah you know the chair was sitting nicely under a tree everything's sitting there and I'm kind of going this is a really odd thing to have in a, a, a public walkway. Now, clearly, yeah. yeah, it wasn't a public walkway and we ended up in the back of someone's house and no way through. And you actually said to me, you said, do you reckon we could knock on the door and they'd let us through? Well, <laughs> you know you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of that great children's <laughs> book of we're going on a bear hunt. We're going on a bear hunt. We're going to find a big one or something like that. We can't go around it, can't go over it, can't go under it, have to go through it. Do you remember that book? Do you ever read that book, Colin? 
yeah, I, I, I'm, I honestly don't remember the chapter will knock on the door and go ask the person, can we go through we'll the house? We'll have to go through someone's garden, back garden, knock on the door and go through the house because gone, we, we couldn't go left, we couldn't go right. We couldn't, obviously couldn't go up, couldn't go over. The only way we get to our coastal road is by going to the back door, knocking someone's door and saying, you wouldn't mind us nipping through your house just to get out front to the coastal path. I'm calling honest, at this stage, 21 minutes as you heard in a voice message, if there was someone in that back garden, if there was someone doing a bit of gardening, I would have asked them, said, I, I'm really sorry about this, but w- would there be any chance? Probably would have been a no, in fairness, but you can't just go to someone's back. Like they've, they would never have had a visitor randomly knocking their back door in all their life. They could have had a shotgun or something, Colin. There's no way they've ever had a visitor come to their back door. You can't just knock on someone's back door because oh, it, it doesn't bear thinking about. So, Colin. I'm never going to go to the back of you. I'm never going to. I'm never going to knock on the back of your door. Yeah, Andy will pop up with a shotgun. What are you doing? I nobody has ever answered the door in our country with a shotgun. To be Andrew, you don't know what. that. That's very true. But you haven't exactly knocked on everyone's back door, have you? To to to, to, to verify that statement. So until you do that, you can't really say that with any great certainty. But the point is. Some houses, you go to the back door and that's completely normal. Colin, can you tell me, has anyone ever knocked on this back door of this person's, people's house? (laughs) How am I supposed to answer that? No, no, because who would end up where we ended up? No No, one would end up where we ended up. Never mind to say, wouldn't mind if I nipped through your house just to get out the front. But it wasn't, it wasn't, we're picturing this as that we were in, in someone's like right at the back of someone's garden. This was actually quite a quite a steep um decline down into the back garden, which we had, had to open a gate that was, I believe, Andrew, there was a locked gate, was there? I seen the gate call and uh well that's when I panicked and just turned the voice message off. And I had a quick look to see if there was if there was anyone there. Because if you thought that a shotgun well, oh, no, I didn't man. think they had a you shotgun. The, the possibility of someone with a shotgun was there. Unlikely, yes. But there's also the possibility of someone saying, come on through, I'll make you a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, and then we would have been really late. No, well, we would have been polite. No, we don't want a cup of tea or coffee. We just want to pass by your, want to pass by your house just to get <laughs> to the front door. Yeah. To the coastal yeah, route. Just, it was a really weird position to be in. I. It was just weird. It just, like, why would you create a path all the way down to here and it stops here? Why is there a chair under a tree with a lawnmower? Andrew, they do, this is not their land. What are they doing with a lawnmower and a chair? Maybe it is their land. It was a nice view, Colin. It was a nice view. And you go there. It was a nice view. It's a brilliant place to go and read a book. Maybe we're going on a bear hunt. Maybe we're going on a bear hunt has been read up on that chair. It's a lovely view. And the, the annoying thing is like we were a width of a house and a garden. Because there's no front garden. It was straight on the road then, the coastal path. Yeah. We were so close, Colin. So, so very close. Because we knew we had to go all the way back. Yeah, and that's what we did. We, there was no one in the garden, so we just turned and we, we ran up that hill and called quite quickly. <laughs> we did. We did. And I, I, wonder if, I wonder if someone was looking out their window and they seen these two idiots 
um, looking into the garden and, and running away up a hill. Oh, it would have seemed sus. It would have seemed sus. It, have seemed sus. Didn't it, it just got worse. It got, got much worse. We got back well, not much out, worse, but worse. It got back out of this clearing, and both me and you said, right, now we've wasted even more time going downhill, uphill, talking about what should we do at this person's back garden. And then we got out of the clearing, and we thought, do you know what? We need, we to, need run. to run. So we'll go right. And we'll find us another path, Andrew. And yep, we thought, we're laughing. This, we're laughing. And I was saying to you, we're going to make this in time. And it was taking us. And then like, the path just stopped. Dead at end. Someone, path at just someone's stopped. field. It was just, there was a field. And you actually looked at the field going, can we get over and jump into the field? They did consider it. Did consider it. But then you, you there was did. no way. There was, well, there was no way into the field. And then once you're in that field, we've been there before the Slamish, remember, just standing <laughs> through fields before. You know, we still did, you were in no man's land then. So we turned back and then we ran up and across and it was just, we could not get out of It was the same thing. Sea Cliff Road. We, we, we couldn't just... get out of this estate. And Colin, you'll, you'll maybe post, you'll maybe post the, what do you call that, our running map on Instagram Oh, just that, yeah. to show you because you'll see this line and then this line goes down and then it goes into like well it's all squiggly and that's the forest and then it comes out and then you'll yeah. see where we went to one dead end one dead end then the other dead end then we got out and we went straight again you see if we hadn't went into that housing development column <laughs> it probably would have it would have took us about 20 to 30 seconds to run past that housing development and how long did we spend mucking about in the forest, in the garden, trying to get, and then trying to get out of that housing development. 10 minutes? 15? I, I don't know, but Andrew, it's not 20 seconds. It's easily 5 to 10. Like, if, if you're lucky, it literally well, 5 to just, 10 seconds to run past it then. Yeah. 5 to 10 seconds to run past Post it. Post that on Instagram. And what's our... I will do. We'll plug our Instagram. We've talked about it once or twice. What's our Instagram account? <laughs> you have to ask me every time. It is well, yes. it's, it's our it could name. be someone. It could be someone's first first time listening to it. Oh, I didn't, didn't know they had an Instagram account. Wonder what it is. Oh, I know. That's just, but you're so regimented. You are so regimented. You're like an Instagram account. And Colin, what's our Instagram account? Like you could actually say, and if you want to check on our Instagram account, let's say it's go running, that saves us time. Well, it saves us more time than doing this, Gabriel, so it does. But that's like professional podcasts and stuff. Take it away, Sorry. Colin. Tell us the Instagram <laughs> handle. It's Idiot School Running on Instagram. We didn't really need to say that. kind of speaks for itself, doesn't it? It's our name. Anyway, <laughs> you, you can push that. Colin, we were up against yes. it now. We started to run. And when I say we started to run, we did run. But I felt you had another two, definitely one, maybe two gears, and you really started to run. And I remember shouting at you. You're not shouting. I remember saying, Colin, I'm locked in in this pace. That's me. <laughs> and you just, you nearly ran into the sunset. And then I, I think you were trying to run to encourage me to run even faster. And now I was going fast, wasn't I? But I wasn't going that fast. I have no idea how you had the energy and the willpower in your legs to run even faster than what we were running. I still can't believe it, Colin. Well, I'll be, I'll be honest with you because I was running and I thought we have to get here in time. So then 
the adrenaline started kicking in and I took off and I started rolling. I said, we're going to make this. We're going to make this. I think the time had already passed, but I thought we could do this. We could do this. So I was rolling. I looked back. <laughs> you were like in the distance. And I was kind of going, okay, maybe we're not going to make this. But just to put it into context, out of, I think the complete run, I'll tell you now, was 33 miles. And my fastest mile was mile number 32. <laughs> Which is us running away from the housing development to get to our finish line location. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, pretty much. And uh, yeah, so out of all my fast, the whole, throughout the whole thing, fastest mile was mile 32. And and I said to you, like, so I've, I normally wouldn't do a training plan. I'm doing this training plan. And I was saying to Andrew, I feel like I have so much energy in my legs now. And I'm feeling great. And I put it down to following a training plan, doing different speed runs, doing enough rest, like rest days. I'm doing more rest days than I normally would. Um, I think previously, whenever I train for anything, it's kind of everything's at the one level. Whereas now I have fast days, slow days, and then some days are just complete rest. Two, two rest days a week. It's really odd for me. But I think it's working, Andrew. It certainly was that day, Colm. We got to our location 10 minutes past two, which was acceptable because there was, a, well, my wife was there with our three kids, so there was space for you. And then I was able to get a lift with one of my mates who was also there. And 10 past two, we, we didn't do the full marathon distance. We didn't hit the two o'clock deadline, but we, we, 10 past, it was okay. There were still people there. We got a lift home. And I have to say, Colin, as, as soon as it stopped, I thought, you know, I was feeling okay. I, yeah. There was more in the tank for me. Certainly more in the tank. I think I could have done the marathon distance. I was happy enough. And I actually ran another five miles the, the following night. So I was I was feeling good, and there, there's uh, that made me feel good for this ultra in September. There's more training to do certainly, and maybe next month, Colin. Maybe next month I'll get that marathon distance uh, oh, because we won't be time restraint. And it was Father's Day on Sunday, and my wife or my kids or my kids and my wife bought me trail running shoes, Colin trail run on shoes because this Happy is a trail days. this ultra marathon is a trail run and for next month we plan to go up the north coast and do part of the course that we're actually going to be running isn't that right you might attempt to run the whole thing i'm going to attempt to do this course start to finish um i might andrew i might have a gopro on me to track the course um which is another thing I think Hal said in his book to do to basically when you're training, train on the similar terrain and nothing's more similar than the actual course itself. Um, no, that, that's 100% right. You're 100% when you say that. I can verify that, Colin. Yeah, and uh, like the, if you know the course, it's going to maybe get help you get through it a bit better. But there's a lot, lot of hills in this course, and it goes over rocks, it goes over sand, it goes over grass. So the trail running shoes, my shoes aren't going to cut it at the minute. Um, they're road running shoes, and I think they would just be a wee bit too, uh, what would you call it, cushiony? And I wouldn't have the stability in them. Not enough grip. I think there's a bit more um, stability and a bit more grip in the trail running shoes. 
and the grip. Although we're not talking that we're going to be on big slippery rocks or anything. There's just a small section where you actually, I don't think you could run it, Andrew. I think it is rocks. There so is rocks I'm, that you will have to climb over. So there's there's no yeah. chance you're going to be running over them, but you are going to be walking yeah. through the rocks. And better, better again, Colin, there's no back gardens on this course. There's no back gardens. And there's no back gardens. And the route is mapped out for you. So I've got the route, route downloaded and all in my Garmin. No sinking feeling this time, Andrew. And no, we'll not be, I'll not be going to Google Maps and going, we need to take a left here. A left will probably take us into the ocean. So we'll, we'll not be doing that. So I will Let's trust go your... Let's Cliff Road. <laughs> I will trust your GPS completely. And uh, I'll be doing... I don't know when I'll join with you. Will I join you at the start, near the end, in the middle? I've no idea. I might try to do a fur whack of it. I suppose 20, 26.2 miles is a fur whack of, of an ultra marathon. Yeah, it, it is. And you know what? This is just getting ourselves familiar with the course, doing our ultra. This actually, this text loads of boxes. Training, familiarization with the course, getting our one ultra a month in and then it's just we're going to summer really nice so we're going to get loads of adventure in this one as well and colin colin yes. it's yes. june june's the sixth month of the year you know what that means halfway there halfway there oh, or we're halfway there and this one goes oh. out to matt nags we're 50 point zero 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 percent done with this challenge Five point zero 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 of the way through. There's a lot of zeros, Colin. We're halfway through the challenge for the year. Doesn't seem like we've been doing it that long, and we're halfway. We're halfway there. You sung the Bon Jovi song. We've got half to go, so we're we're at the top of the mountain, and now we're going down the other side. And yep. the year is flying in. This challenge is flying in. This podcast. Yep quite lengthy this one so this one's probably not fly, flying in we do have a mizzen to mal in part three coming up at some stage colin we're excited yeah. to find out what happens it's been quite a while since we had one of them people are yeah. people are wondering colin, what, what happened you'll find out in the next part and i think that'll wrap up this podcast and all that's left to say is my name's andrew and my name's colin and this is idiots go running we'll see you next time on idiots go running you just said that Bye. <laughs> <laughs>